Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell, and I appreciate you joining me today on this chapter day journey. We're in 1 Samuel, and chapter 4 is where we find ourselves this morning. Uh, Verse 3 is what I pulled out of today's chapter. It says, when the soldiers returned to camp, the elders of Israel asked, why did the Lord bring defeat on us today before the Philistines? Let us bring the Ark of the Lord's Covenant from Shiloh so that he may go with us and save us from the hand of our enemies. Today's podcast is entitled, My Good Luck Charm. When I was a child, I can remember praying for the silliest of things. I prayed for my favorite teams to win. Yeah, that didn't work a lot of time. Uh, Sometimes fervently prayed for those teams to win. I prayed for certain girls to like me. Yeah, that didn't work out so well either. I was 10 years old when the United States celebrated its 200th birthday, 1976, the Bicentennial, and I have distinct memories of praying that God would let me live to 110 so I could celebrate the Tricentennial. That sounds more like a burden than a blessing from (laughs) where I stand on life's road today. In yesterday's chapter, the author of the book of Samuel made the point that while the boy Samuel had grown up living and serving in the tabernacle of God, he did not yet know God. And I find that an incredibly important observation. Looking back, that was one of the reasons that my childhood prayers were silly and self-centered. See, I didn't have a relationship with God at that point. I mean, I knew about him from Sunday school, vacation Bible school, but I didn't know him. God wasn't Lord of my life, and I wasn't a follower of Jesus. At that point, in my spiritual journey, my prayers were indicators that basically I considered God my personal good luck charm. Today's chapter is the fulfillment of the prophetic words spoken against the high priest Eli and his sons, Hophni and Phinehas. The people of Israel were embroiled in a battle against the neighboring Philistines. And remembering their national history, the fact that In the days of Moses and Joshua, God brought victory whenever the Ark of the Covenant was carried before the people. Well, they call for the Ark to be brought from the tabernacle in Shiloh to the battlefield. Eli's sons, Hophni and Phinehas, happy to oblige. Bring it out there. I think it's important to note that those historic examples of the Ark being carried before the Hebrews were, again, from the days of Moses and Joshua, two very godly leaders. These were men who knew God, and their actions were sourced in God's specific instructions to them and through them. The ark was carried before the people in the context of God's divine revelation through God's appointed ruler. The corrupt priests Hophni and Phinehas, along with the entire Hebrew army, Well, they're treating the Ark of the Covenant like their national good luck charm. Yeah, it doesn't go well for them. The Hebrews lose the battle. Hophni and Phinehas are killed. The Ark of the Covenant is taken captive as a spoil of war. When Eli hears that the Ark had been taken, the fat 98-year-old priest falls off his chair and breaks his neck. I find that an ironic, almost Shakespeare-like end to the house of Eli. The fulfillment of God's prophesied end comes from the consequences of their own presumptuous, self-centered, 
and divinely ignorant actions. In the quiet this morning, I find this sad end an apt reminder. As a follower of Jesus, I am to follow Jesus where I am led. Not take Jesus with me wherever I want to go, like a personal good luck charm. I hope you have a great day, wherever this finds you today. My friend, we'll be back here tomorrow.